Hey guys, this is Anna. So yeah, we definitely got quite a bit I want to talk about in today's episode. So I mean, obviously we're going to start off with a little bit of news. Just got a few quick news stories. Um, some good, some bad. Uh, second segment will be discussing, what are we discussing today? Oh gosh. Sorry. I already forgot what we're going to be discussing in the second segment. Oh yes, yes. Um, pride, pride and humility, you know, especially how much of a prideful little, um, jerk I <laughs> Yeah, I struggle with pride, and I, I we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk quite a bit about it in the second segment. Third segment, probably going to talk about Frozen 2. I finally have seen that movie. Um, yeah, I finally saw that, so I'll probably talk about that quite a little bit in the third segment. We'll see if I talk about other things in the third segment, and of course we'll end on a good news story like we have been lately. Anywho, so let's um yeah, let's get the news out of the way and move on to other things. So yeah, I think the first story probably should talk about um uh, yeah, yeah, okay, let, let's start with Arkansas. So in Arkansas, we we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. Um the bill that they wanted to pass, which would um, prevent trans youth and teens from getting health care, you know, saying that, you know, because apparently, you know, there's this epidemic of doctors doing, um, you know, gender reassignment surgeries on teens, you know, and that, you know, uh, all this stuff, you know, that it, it, it's ridiculous. You know, they want to keep, you know, trans youth from getting not pu- from getting puberty blockers. It, it's it's awful. Um you know, and the governor, uh, he vetoed it, surprisingly. Yeah, you know, he um, said that it would commit significant harm to the trans community, which uh, was definitely not expecting he- hear him say. Um, let's see. Let's, um, I'm going to actually bring up the article. I downloaded it, so let me bring up the article and see what else he said. Um, Because there was actually a quote that really stuck out, and I wanted to read that quote. He said quite a bit. um, I don't feel like there's really much to say about too much of it, but I do want to bring up that he actually, that he said, but most, but the most recent action of the General Assembly, while while well-intentioned, is off course, really. This this bill is well-intentioned. Are you kidding me? What, how, how is a bill that's specifically designed to ensure that people that a very specific um, portion of our population can't get health care that they need to live? How is that well intentioned? Make it make sense. No, 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 no sorry, it's not well intentioned. There is no, it, I don't care what it like, there is even the most charitable. Um, Interpretation to her um, actions is not well intentioned. There is just nothing about this that could possibly, in any world, be construed as well intentioned. I'm sorry. No, withholding health care from people just because they're different and you think I'm icky 
it's not well-intentioned. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Shut up. But anyway, that's not the part I really wanted to talk about. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah, here we go. While, while in some instances, the state must act to protect life, the state must not pres- should not presume to jump into the middle of every medical, a human, and ethical issue. This would be, and is, a vast government overreach. Boom. Wow. Was not expecting this Republican governor to say that. That is amazing. Um, only if every government official view things that way. And, you know, also only if he view things that way, because, um, you know, just saying he, he kind of is the same asshole who signed last week a bill saying that, you know, emergency services could discriminate against LGBT people, you know, um, you know, so yeah, you know, and also he's the state that, you know, hates abortion, you know, if it's trying to shut down abortion, you know. You know, Arkansas, the state of, of you know, everyone has the right to life. You know, we got to defend the most vulnerable among us, unless you're LGBT. Then just, you know, die, you know, that state, you know. So be nice if you actually believe that. But hey, you know, thanks for actually saying that, you know. I wish it, you know, government officials actually would abide by that. But yeah, unfortunately, while the governor vetoed it, uh, of course, you know, Congress, the state Congress, overrode DeVito. It is now law. So, yay! Trans youth and teens get to suffer. Woo! I, 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 I you know, I love watching people suffer. <clears throat> Said no decent person ever, except for ever got you know. Um, Republicans aren't decent, so there you go. We're celebrating this, of course, you know, they think that this is a good thing and we're protecting the children. And that's also why we believe in QAnon, you know, which is, which, um, is consistently getting in the way of actual, you know, anti-human trafficking um, efforts. And, you know, we also have all this child porn on our computers, you know, just like that one Trump administration official who was a QAnoner and had baby porn. And not only that, baby rape porn. No, no, you didn't uh, mishear me. You heard me right. It, 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 this was a Trump official who, you know, was bleeding QAnon who had baby rape porn. Yeah, thinking of the children there. Um, great family values, you know, or Matt Gates, you know. How about him? Repu- that, that, oh gosh, disgusting Republican who had... Oh my gosh, had kitty porn and was meeting with sex trafficking people, you know, was try was involved in the sex trafficking trade and um was apparently against anti revenge porn pills because, you know, he believed that, you know, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with that, you know, because he believes that revenge porn is a good thing because he's a fucking degenerate. But, you know, good, fa- you know, but and of course, you know, he's a family values guy, you know, gotta think of the children, you know, um, Amazing how none of these Republicans give a fuck about the children at all. It doesn't matter, you know, straight, cis, trans, gay, black, white. None of these motherfuckers give a fuck about the children. And yet we're always going around there. It, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. None of these conservatives actually believe a damn thing they say. Isn't it amazing? Hmm. Anywho, 
let's move on from that. Um, Tennessee. Yep. Is there going to be a single damn episode when I'm not talking about both Tennessee and Arkansas? Like, is that going to be possible? Like, oh my gosh. I swear these two states are... Like, I would say that they're on a race to the bottom, but I feel like they, they already passed the bottom. Like, like we're just free-falling into eternity at this point. Like... Oh my gosh. They are just... For this in a race to see who can be the most hateful, bigoted state in the Union. I mean, they're just awful. But yeah, you know, they just now passed a bill saying that parents can pull children out of LGBT-inclusive education. Because, you know, God forbid, you know, we, you know, teach kids that, you know, people who are different from us are, you know, human beings. Like, seriously, why the fuck... Why, how, what's the justification for this other than bigotry? Like, why the fuck should parents have a single say in this? Like, if you send your kids to public school, sorry, you get taught what, you know, public school things. Like, <laughs> why? Why should parents have a single say in this shit? Like, like, you know, I don't want little Timmy learning that LGBT people are human beings. Like, why should they get to? Why should they get to say that? Like, no, shut the fuck up, bitch. Sit down. We're gonna teach your kids that you know people who are different than you aren't subhuman. Like, why is this even a thing? Like, who thinks that this is a good idea that we should, you know, parents should get there and sit there and say, no, I don't want my kids being taught, you know, things that are blatantly, you know, that are blat or obviously true. Like, come on, like. If, if, if you want to teach your kids that, that LGBT people are subhuman at homeschool, hey, don't send your kids to public school. Okay? In public school, we're trying to make our kids to decent human beings. <laughs> it, it, oh my gosh. No, sorry. The, the State schools should not be in the business of, um, you know, sitting here teaching bigotry. Like, no, we're trying to you know, teach actual reality, not fantastical or bigoted things such as, you know, that, you know, black, trans, gay, whatever, you know, people are subhuman. Like, no, public schools should not be giving parents the option to opt for kids out of LGBT education. There's literally no justification for it. If you want to opt your kids out of LGBT education, then homeschool them. Simple as that. And of course, homeschooling is a problem in and of itself. And I say that as someone who was homeschooled. Homeschooling, it, it, it's a major problem. I don't think that we should take away the rights of people to do it. But we really need to create a stigmatization around homeschooling. Like, it needs to be heavily stigmatized in our society. It's never been used for good. Like, I, I don't know a single family. And this I am someone who was homeschooled. I know many families who homeschooled. I have never seen a single case where it was used for good. Never. Not even once. Not saying there aren't. I have just never met them in the many, many families I met that were homeschooled. Okay, like the entire like, the church I grew up in in Ohio, like just about every family homeschooled. It was not used for good. Like, let me tell you that. Yeah, and I can definitely tell you, you know, it, you know, the homeschooling... 
my parents did it. They kept me sheltered. I was extremely sheltered. You know, I mean, sheltered from reality, uh, sheltered from anything that was going on in the world. I mean, I was so damn sheltered. I didn't even know that they were making Marvel movies. I didn't know they were making Batman movies. No, I, and by the way, I'm not joking about that. I literally didn't know that shit. I didn't even hear things like Hunger Games and all that stuff. Like, I literally knew nothing of what was going on in pop culture. I didn't even know that people like Eminem existed. Not joking. I didn't know that Eminem existed. That's how sheltered I was. And, you know, I was also sheltered from, you know, just about anything, you know, systemic racism. Um, I was sheltered from... You know, the idea that, you know, LGBT people were, in fact, human. Um, you know, I was sheltered from just everything. I didn't know, you know, what life was like for other people, you know? And it, not only that, I had no social interaction with most with people for the majority of my time being homeschooled, you know, except for maybe, you know, a little bit when my dad was a pastor for a few years, you know? Like, the majority of the time, I was completely sheltered from people my around my age. You know, I didn't really get to be around people my age. So, yeah, you know, how sheltered in every way. And that definitely seems to be kind of the trend for just about anyone who I've ever met as homeschool. Like, it's just not a good thing. But you know what? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that needs more stigmatization around. I don't think people shouldn't have the rights to do it. In fact, I think that people absolutely should have the rights to homeschool for kids. But it's not good used for good. It is not used for good at all. Anywho, let's uh, move on. So let's get into the good news part of the news segment. Um. So, oh gosh. Let's do this one first. So it is. So Joe Biden has finally overturned um, Trump's decree saying that schools can discriminate against LGBT students. So yeah, you know, Biden has finally said. You know, his administration has finally said, "Hey, guess what? Schools, you don't get to discriminate against LGBT people anymore. You can't. You know, um, you know, whether it's college, middle school, high school, whatever. You know, uh, they get to use the bathroom of her choice. You know." Um, yeah, you know, um, you've actually got to take action when your LGBT students are being bullied and harassed. Um, you can't discriminate against LGBT employees. All this stuff. Um, very, you know, just about anything that can go wrong and that you know a LGBT student can be discriminated or employee can be discriminated or harassed about or whatever. You know, they cannot report harassment and discrimination. Um, and yeah, action will be taken against it, which is good news, you know? If you get told that, hey, you don't get to use that after your choice, or, you know, you, um, get sent to a, uh, gosh, um, dorm, you know, that doesn't align with your gender, if and you're going to a federal, you know, to a public college, you can now file a complaint about it and be able to take action. Which is very good. So glad to see the Joe Biden administration taking action on that. I think the final story of this segment will be MI6. That's what it is. Yeah, MI6. So, you know, 
uh, British Secret Service, right? Um, isn't that the uh, agency that, like, uh, James Bond is a part of? I don't know. I've never actually read or watched James Bond. Yes, I know. I'm the one person who hasn't. Is it, I, I, I think, isn't it, isn't that the agency that he's, like, a part of in the books and movies? I don't know, you know, it's a British Secret Service agency. Um, and they uh, decided to, for the very first time ever, uh, recognize transgender, celebrate the Transgender Day of Visibility. They flew to the trans pride flag. And uh, her chief, Richard Moore, um, wrote this on Twitter. Delighted to fly the trans flag at VX, um, which I guess is for headquarters, on Trans Day of Visibility. We're proud of our trans and non-binary colleagues and committed to providing an inclusive and supportive workplace where you can be your true self. Diversity makes us more inc effective. Inclusion makes us stronger. Amen. So yeah, MI6 um, is making it very clear where they stand. They believe that, trans, that you know, they are being supportive of our trans and non-binary uh, agents, you know, and saying that they are a good thing that makes her agency better. And they're also celebrating along with us on Trans Day of Visibility by flying the flag. So yeah. A great, great move out of Turf Island over there. Anywho, um, yeah, I think that's going to be all for this segment. So yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Pride. So yeah. Alrighty, we are back. So yeah, for this segment, I want to talk about Pride. I am a very prideful person. <laughs> I guess they can't really be too surprising. I mean, if you really think about it, pride is at the, uh, you know, the root of every sin. And seriously, what sin at the very root of it doesn't have pride? You know, I think about the first few sins, you know, that we know of. You know, Lucifer, you know, trying to, uh, you know, beat God and all that stuff, you know? He thought that, you know, he could, you know, take over our God, you know? I mean, what else is that, you know, other than pride that entered into him to even consider such a thing? That, you know, that, you know, he, like, you think that you can stand up to God? Like, what? Of course, you know, saying that, you know, it's kind of funny how us humans pretty much do that all the time, but, well, we'll get to that. You know, then there was Adam and Eve eating from the tree. Why did they take it? Take that fruit? Because they wanted be like God. Well, what would make you think that you could be like God or that it would even be a good thing for you? Oh, yeah. Pride. Hmm. 
you know, and it's amazing. We we look at Lucifer and I'm like, wow, what a dumbass to think that you can stand up to God at all. I mean, you wouldn't have any breath in your lungs if it wasn't for him. You know, he's the one who created you and we, we just sit there. At least I do. Maybe you don't. Maybe, you know, you're a million times more humble than me, which you may be. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I I am not a, even remotely a humble person. I am a very, very prideful person. But anyway, you know, and we're like, wow, what an idiot. And yet, boy, I certainly like to kind of just... Throw God to the side. Kind of like to tell God what to do. You know, kind of treat him like I'm the boss, you know. And, you know, he's just, I don't know. My secretary or something, I don't know. He's my genie, my vending, my personal vending machine. You know, my personal Santa Claus. (laughs) How prideful do I have to be to to even think that I could tell God what to do, what to think? You know, so many times I tell God, hey, God, you need to fix this. Look at this. I mean, are you seeing what I'm going through right now? Like... Do you see this bullshit I'm dealing with? You know, this person over here, you know, or this situation. Hey, God, you need to fix this and you need to do it the way that I think you should do it. Listen to me, God. Hello. Like, I'm in charge here, you know. Like, how arrogant. <laughs> how prideful. Like, the only reason... I can even say anything. The only reason I'm even speaking to you right now is because, well, God allows me to. Like, any moment, he could just make me mute. Hmm. Amazing, isn't it? I can't do anything. Like, God was the one who created me and yet I am the one who's sitting here and ordering him around yeah that makes sense said no saint person ever hmm you know I think of how much pride I have in so many other ways you know the how I will just brag about the smallest little things, you know, to make it look like I'm more successful than I am. You know, my entire life, you know, I've talked about this before, like, how I've often, like, feel so worthless, you know, I struggled with that so much in my life, you know, being told I was going to grow up to be a nobody. You know, a lazy nobody, which I kind of am, but that's besides the point. You know, so whenever something does go my way, you know, I get a job or 
you know, I have an impressive, a, at least what I consider an impressive collection of something, like, I gotta show it off. So, like, so I can say, see? I am somebody. I am something, baby. Like, you know? Why? For my fragile ego? Which is, you know, heavily connected to pride. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think. Lying. I struggled with lying so much in my life. I am a professional liar. You ain't gonna find too many people who better who lie better than me. I can lie about anything. Anything, any, like, anything, anyone, anywhere, anytime. I can lie about it. Why? Oh, yeah. Pride. I don't want to feel bad. Like, I don't want to feel bad by having to face the consequences of my actions. Are you kidding me? I got too much pride to be, you know, caught in this stuff. Like, are you kidding me? I, I, I can't be caught. Like, really. I can't admit to that, you know. Because I do, then I have to, you know, humble myself and admit that I did. So I screwed up. That I did something wrong. That I said something wrong. I can't do that. That hurts my pride. My that hurts my pride. You see. So I gotta lie about it. And make things worse. <laughs> uh. You know? How about how I often think I'm better than other people? You know, I look at people who are transphobic, who are racist, homophobic, misogynistic, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I am so, thank God I'm, be I'm better than you. Like, oh my gosh. Whew. Can't imagine being like that person. <laughs> oh boy. Can you imagine being like that person? Can you imagine hating people just for having a different color of skin? Or like, oh my gosh. <sighs> Let it not like you. <laughs> How prideful must I be to see my, to think that I am better than you. It is, like, it is such a human thing to say that I'm better than this person, or hey, I am a good person, you're not. Or, you know, just view people as good or bad. You know, I think two verses where they, there's a verse I forget where in the Bible. I don't know chapter and verse references, okay? Like, I if you want a chapter and verse reference on anything, don't come to me. I don't know. I know verses. I don't know references. Probably should remedy that, remedy that someday. But of course, I probably won't because I'm a lazy fuck. But anyway, um, you know, there's a verse where it says, you know, no one is good. No, not one. Except for verses that talk about how your deeds are like filthy rags, you know? Nothing you do is good. Like, 
doesn't matter how good on an earthly scale you think that what you did was. God looks at that and like, oh, nice filthy rack. <laughs> like, it is amazing just how we condescend. You know, like we just look, we, we view ourselves as superior to other people because, well, I don't think that way. You know, I'm not racist. I'm not transphobic. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not, you know, I don't know, xenophobic. I'm not, I don't hate Muslim people. You know, I don't. I'm not sitting there advocating for them to be sterilized like that one Charisma News writer back in 2014. Like, I'm not like any of these people. Like, I'm better than you. How much pride must we have to think that? You know? At the end of the day... When you view yourself as a superior person, you're basically saying that that person is subhuman. Because, I mean, obviously, you're the default. You're putting yourself as the default, the standard. You know what all humans, you know, really should be. And so, everybody else who doesn't live up to that standard for lesser than. And if you're the standard. And are lesser than the standard. For sub. Basically. Kind of saying. You're subhuman. You know. And I do that all the time. I basically say. You're lesser than me. You have these. Horrific views. Many of which I used to hold back when I was a conservative, but never mind that. You know? I am better than you. I am greater than you. You are less than me. I view you as a lesser being for your big because of your bigotry, but doesn't that... Uh, never mind, I'm not going to go down that road. How prideful must I be, especially to come here up here every week on this podcast, get up on my high horse, condemn all these transphobes out there. And yet I see them as lesser beings. Just like how they see me as lesser beings. I mean, sure, in many ways it is different. We, we, we see each other as lesser in different ways. But at the end of the day, we still basically see each other as lesser beings. That's a sin. Very serious sin. Which is connected, once again, to rid of all sin. Pride. I am prideful. I, I'm not proud of myself for that. I, I am not a person. I think too many people 
if you were to have a conversation, be like, yeah, you're a, you're a humble person. You know, I know people who are humble, you know, most of them older, you know, quite a bit older, you know, like white hair, you know, people that, you know, I, when I look at, it's just like, it's possible to be that old. Wait, you can live to be that old. Oh my God. Like, you know, like those kind of people, you know, like, you know, that age when you're young, you know, you don't think you'll ever, you know, get to, you know. <sighs> but I do know young people, young people, people who are just a few years older than me, people who are about my age even, who are very humble. And you can just feel it. You know something is different about them. Just the moment you start talking to them, you're just like, something's different about you. I want to be like that. I know I am so far from that. I know that nobody ever think, has ever thought or does think, wow. There's something different about Anna. I wonder what it is. No one, no one thinks that. Because I am so damn prideful. You know, I've got a very loud, you know, on Twitter, I've got a very loud mouth. I like to, you know, like, I, I'm not well-spoken at all in there. Kind of get on my high horse around this podcast often, you know, and, um, can often not be the most well-spoken or not well-spoken at all. You know, my blog has more humility, but it's not like I've never just gone on, you know, and gone on full thrash mode like that one time when I, you know, took um, Rod Dreher back to the whoopee, you know, to the back shed, you know, gave him a public thrashing for his one article where he claimed I don't even remember what he said. It was a stupid-ass article about LGBT people, you know? And, oh, my gosh. I was not humble or well-spoken in that article. Felt a little bit prideful about that, too. Like, <laughs> showed him. And here I was, just about to make a comment saying, and, of course, I did. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so prideful. Even when I'm talking about how prideful I, I am and how I shouldn't be <laughs> about to make prideful comments. Uh, pride, it never stops. It never stops. You know, it's amazing. You know, I just think of all these people, you know, they... You just know for humble. And I'm gonna be honest, there's so many times and I just feel almost inferior to these people. Like you're not much older than me. And this is where you are already. And nowhere close to that. I am a braggadocious sinner. Who wears my pride on my chest? You know, I'm, I have my pride out for everyone to see. 
waving that pride flag high, you know. Ain't no humility, nothing humble with me. You know, whenever humility starts walking down the lane towards me, I immediately run and hide from it. Not today, humility. Not today. Maybe some other day, but not today. I'm good with my pride right now, you see. I want there to be someday. And people are like, something's different about Anna. Wonder what it is. I want someday to be able to have conversations because people can tell that there's something different. Because I am humble. You know, I am living more righteously. You know, I'm not a loud mouth idiot. You know, I'm something beautiful on the inside. Rather this kind of ugly mess that I actually am. You know, I want to be able to because people can just tell her something different because if they can tell something's different, they want to hear about what that is and for me to be able to tell them, yeah, let me tell you about this guy named Jesus and what he did for me. I am so far from that. I am so beyond far from that. I mean, what witness do I have? I was, grew up a super sheltered, abused kid. You know, very conservative, very hateful and bigoted. And now I'm a finally openly trans, but fucking loudmouth who... You know, no one would ever take seriously for anything. Quite prideful. Don't exactly live a worth a life worth um, you know, living really. Don't have a job. Being honest, not the most super motivated to find one as much. I mean, I do want to find one, but I could be trying a lot more. You know, I'm. The queen of making horrible life decisions. I often need other people to bail me out for my stupidity. I don't listen to wisdom very much. I like to rely on my own wisdom. And believe me, I have none. I'm a fucking fool. My life is a complete and total wreck, if I'm being honest. And yet I, so damn prideful. I think I can just keep on going this way and everything's going to turn out right. And it's like, no, it's not. No one would listen to me, nor should they. I'm a fucking wreck. Why would anyone want to listen to me about Jesus? I got a horrible backstory. One of bigotry, not caring about others. And today I'm just prideful, arrogant, don't listen to wisdom at all, ever. You know, and just so many other things. And I don't really change because, well, 
pride. And change is hard. And, so, and I don't want to admit that I've been living the wrong way. But maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I'm not the smartest person in the room. Maybe I'm not the greatest person to ever live. You know, maybe I'm not the gold standard of how, you know, everybody should be, you know. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, that's everything I really got for this subject. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the next segment. Hey guys, this is Anna. So if you enjoy my content, whether it's my blog or my videos, or maybe even both, hopefully, uh, feel free to support me on Patreon. The link is in the description below, though you can look me up on Patreon just, you know, by looking up Anna Hudak. And so if you do, we have three tiers, $3, $5, and $10. At $3, the main reward is getting the podcast early. At $5, you get several rewards, um, including some things that I, you, unfortunately, am not really able to fulfill on at the moment due to the fact I don't have internet at my place yet, um, which is uh, access to um, research papers. Um, I, I, when I do have access to internet, I am always working on those. Right now, I've been lately working on one about transhuman and what the science says about them. But especially FI dollars, I think the most enticing reward is getting access to all my videos on YouTube early. And then on the $10 tier, you get one to two videos early. You can suggest videos and podcast topics, among other things. And so feel free, once again, the link will be in the description below to support me on Patreon. I also You can also do one-time payments through Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. If it's the route you would rather go. Anyway, thanks for listening. And for those who do choose to financially support, thank you especially. Alrighty, so yeah, here we are, final segment. <sighs> you know, I, I, I'm just sitting here in my bedroom right now, just looking out the window and, oh my gosh, it's so nice out. Like, it's like in the 70s today and... Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's so sunny. And, oh my God, I just wish I could take a walk. I really wish I could just go outside, but it's like, what am I going to do outside? I can't, like, I don't really, like, I don't have anything to just, like, sit on. Um, Can't really, I don't feel safe t- necessarily taking a walk over in here. Um, Especially mainly being trans, you know, I don't... You know, but even then, you know, it's not like this is a better, a better, even if I wasn't trans, it's not necessarily a very good end of town. Let's put it that way. It's not the worst, but not necessarily an end of town where you want to go alone, if you get what I mean, you know. Um. So, yeah, you know, I can't really go out and take a walk. So it's like, I just, I don't know, like. I want to enjoy this wonderful weather, especially because I know that tomorrow is going to be like super rainy, you know, and like I was like texting my mom and like, I guess I like they went out and like exercise and everything. It's just like, I want to go outside and take a walk. Like I really want to just go outside and take a walk, but like, I, 
just don't feel safe doing that being trans over here. You know, especially when I have been harassed for being trans on, you know, in not not exactly this neighborhood, but, you know, same area, you know, and it's like, it's like five minutes away from here, like where I got harassed. So it's like, nah, eh, especially when not being a very good end of town, you know, not, like, eh, eh. But now, like, I so wish I could just go outside and take a walk. I really wish it. Oh, my gosh. I I hate the fact that I can't. Like, I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, it was so nice living back up with my when I lived with my parents. Like, not like it was a great end of town either. But, you know, as long as you didn't go too far. So as long as I didn't walk too far away from my parents' house. Like, you're pretty safe, you know. Uh, you might get, you know, I mean, okay, uh, not so much near the end. Last year, that, that, that completely fell apart. The years previous, yes. Last year, no. Um, I even started feeling not safe last year. Um, especially after one of my sisters almost got kidnapped twice in a week while taking a walk. So yeah, you know. And then, like, I just kept constantly getting stopped by people asking for money so we could buy drugs from this one house that's, you know, just down the road from my place where we were selling drugs, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I even I started feeling not very safe, you know. But, yeah. Hmm. Man, I just want to go out and take a walk. I really just want to go out and take a walk. Like, where would I go? I, I honestly, like, I genuinely have no idea where the hell I would even be able to go to take a walk in the city. I really don't. Um, so yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I get to just sit here in my apartment when it's in really nice, sunny and warm out. You know, perfect weather. And I get to enjoy it. I don't get to enjoy it at all. So yeah, that's wonderful. I, I honestly feel horrible about that. Like, you actually have no idea how horrible I feel about that. Like, I am actually feeling depressed right now because of that. Like, I want to be out there enjoying the weather. So bad right now. So bad. Hey, okay, but oh well. Bitching about it ain't gonna do anything. Alright, so. I finally saw Frozen 2 last night. Yeah, you know, it only came out, what, Christmas 2019, if I remember right. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, first off, I never, ha- I never had any intention of seeing this film. Like, I, I genuinely had no intention of ever seeing Frozen Two because I hated the first Frozen. I thought that movie was atrocious. To be fair, I was repressing my trans identity at the time. You know, um, definitely, you know, trying to convince myself I was happy being a guy, you know, so to be fair that could have influenced my dislike for Frozen, for the original Frozen but I hated it, I absolutely hated the first Frozen, I genuinely don't even remember the last time I saw it, like it's been years, okay, like legit, like oh gosh it's probably been at minimum like five, six years. Like, I don't know. Like, if I've seen that, like, I would even be surprised if I saw that film as recently as 2015. Like, yeah. 
I I haven't seen that movie in forever, you know, hated it at the time, you know, I was a, you know, living as a teenage boy at the time, you know, trying to repress my identity, you know, all that stuff, you know, but I hated it, I hated it at the time, so I have no, so I had never had any interest in seeing Frozen 2, but I did, I, I, I finally saw it last night, um, it was just like, I, so I, I was, I was, um, visiting one of the library branches in the area, Little's Hurdle, and you know, I always loved that branch. Like, I swear, okay, if if you ever move to Fort Wayne and you go to the Allen County and, and you, you know, you get your library card through the Allen County Public Library System. Yes, I know that the main library has the biggest movie collection. I get that. But guess what? Unless you put a hold on it, you're not going to get any of the movies you actually want. If you want movies you actually want, go to Little's Hurdle. Little's Hurdle has the best movie selection. It may not be quite as big as Maine, but it's certainly bigger than just about any other branch. Maybe except for like, I don't know, DuPont and Georgetown for obvious reasons that for like, you know, <laughs> the two other really big ones that aren't uh, Maine, you know, like the two other big libraries are Maine, but I don't know. I think Little Turtles light DVD selection might be bigger in Georgetown's. Well, let me think about that. No. Georgetown's bigger, but it's better than Georgetown's. Okay, I used to work at Georgetown. Little Turtle has a better movie selection than Georgetown. Okay, just saying. Just straight up. Ex except for one thing. Georgetown did have more Star Trek, so. And it also had the Orville, so, you know. I guess Georgetown wins on that, but. I don't know. Little Turtle, I've always loved it for movie selection. They could do better on Blu-rays. That is the one thing I'll give George, definitely give Georgetown better. Um, leg up on is that it has a much better Blu-ray selection. Maine has a bigger Blu-ray selection, but eh, it's not very interesting. Georgetown, okay, Georgetown has the best Blu-ray selection of any of the libraries, but Little Turtle has an okay one, you know, it's but if you, what it really shines is DVDs. I don't really do DVDs anymore because I do a Blu-ray uh, through my Xbox One X. But, you know, so, like, I just prefer watching Blu-ray. Like, I'm sorry, but once you go Blu-ray, it's just hard to go back to DVD. Like, it's just such superior technology. But, yeah, you know, and so, like, uh, they, so they had Frozen 2 just sitting there and I was browsing it. And um, I went on to Twitter and asked, you know, my Twitter followers, hey, I hated Frozen 1. Is this movie worth watching anyway? One of my one of my fo followers who it does, you know, who watches a way too many movies for their own good. If you're listening, I love you. I, I love you, Eris. Okay, I am joking about uh, watching way too many movies for your own good, but seriously, holy crap. I, I've seen your letterboxed. How do you have this much time to watch this many movies? Where do you get this time? Like, holy crap. It's like every day you're having some review, you're posting some review on Letterboxd. Like, what on earth? I mean, I know you go to film school, but holy crap. Like, you still have that much time to watch movies? I don't get it. I, whatever. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of in awe of you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I have no idea she, if you listen to this podcast or not. Like, if you do, just saying, holy crap, you watch a lot of movies. But like, anyway, uh, you know, she, they, she was saying like, uh, you know, they, um, 
it was, it, it, she thought it was worth it, you know. And so, you know, I, I, I checked it out. I was like, it's okay, it's a library copy. It's free. I'll just check it out, because why the hell not, you know? And I also checked out Empire Strikes Back on Blu-ray, you know? I have not seen that movie in, oh, God, maybe seven years. It may have genuinely been, like, seven years since I've seen that film. And I have seen that movie twice in my life. Like, I've always intended to go back to it. Like, seriously, ever since I watched it the second time. It's always been on my mind to watch it again, but I just never have. But in the meantime, you know, I've watched it, New Hope and Return of the Jedi more times than I can count. Like, for fuck's sake, I could probably quote, you know, A New Hope from Heart right by now. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I, I've only seen Empire Strikes Back twice in my life and both times that were about, you know... I mean, I probably saw Empire Strikes Back when I was, like, 7. But I probably saw Empire Strikes Back again when I was, like, 14. And I am 22 and I'm saying it again. You know? Like, I actually have no idea if it was what the exact age is, but close enough, you know? Like, they're close enough, you know? It's definitely probably somewhere in, like, I don't know, 7 to 9 range, I'm guessing, when I first saw it. And I definitely saw it somewhere between 14 and 15 again. And I'm 22, and I'm actually tonight, as I'm recording this, Tuesday, uh, the 6th, planning on watching it again, you know? Probably should start on soon. It's already 5.55 at night, and I, yeah, so I probably should start on that soon. But, you know, so yeah, this is going to be the third time. But anyway, I have no idea why I'm going off on that when I'm here to talk about Frozen 2. Oh my gosh. Seriously, like, I haven't, uh, whatever. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Okay, so Frozen 2, you know, I was kind of apprehensive seeing that, but it was okay. Much better than the first one. Oh my gosh, so much better than the first one. It's not even close. That said, it's still kind of a mediocre movie, but, you know, it, it was a good movie, you know. Um, the songs were better than the first one. And I'm not saying that the songs in Frozen 2 were good, because they weren't. They were fucking forgettable, except for... Uh, gosh, uh, 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 gosh, uh, what was the name? Uh, whatever it was that, obvious Into the Unknown, I think it was called, Unto the Unknown. And the reason it's not forgettable is because of how fucking awful the chorus was. That chorus is one of the most annoying things I've ever heard in my life. I never want to hear that song ever again, which is a shame because the verses were actually good. But the chorus killed it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, but your songs really do live and by the, by the chorus or the hook. You know, like NF and the search, you know, options. The verses, fire. Like, probably the best verses on the entire album. Hook. Fucking awful. One of the worst hooks I've ever heard completely sunk the song. Why the fuck did you write that hook? Like, what were you thinking, NF? And same thing here. Verses. Fire. Chorus. Dear God, kill me. I never want to hear this again. I will give them credit. They did one good song. They actually, whoever are the people who write these songs, actually for the first time in forever, so sorry for the pun, I genuinely... I, I, I genuinely did not intend that. That was genuinely by accident. Okay, I swear to God, I did not intend for that. Uh, that was just too perfect. Like, it was accidental. 
I really should have pretended that was on purpose, shouldn't I have? Would have made me seem a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, for the first time in forever, I actually wrote a good song. Um, Show Yourself. That was actually good. I will I will give him credit. Show Yourself was actually good. I downloaded it on Amazon Music this morning. Okay, that was good. I will give him credit. You know, so one good song. Every other song in it, song, everything was pretty much completely forgettable. Which, once again, is better than the songs on the first one. Because the first, uh, first movie soundtrack was fucking garbage. Okay, if I ever hear Let It Go again, I'm going to fucking hang myself. Just saying. That troll song, I still have no idea what the hell they were singing. Um, that ice song at the beginning, like, what the fuck was that? Like, why? Whenever I hear, you know, that song between Hans and Anna, all I hear is that Screen Junkies parody. We totally got a pork. So sorry for the horrible singing. Uh, but yeah, no, like, all I hear is... All I'm all I wanted all, all we're gonna do is pork. That's all I hear now. Thank you, honest trailers, for that. Like I genuinely don't even remember what the original lyrics was, just because the honest trailer version was so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh gosh. Oh gosh. Um Yeah, the characters were as forgettable as ever. Like, seriously. I didn't like the characters on the first time around, but I still don't like the characters at all this time around. Why the fuck do they have that whole, like, redo that whole trust thing again? You know, like, in the first one, you know, Anna's like, Elsa, trust me, we can do this together. And Elsa's like, no, if things go to shit because she doesn't. In the film, what happens? Elsa, we, we, we need to do this together. Trust me, Elsa, no. Things go to shit. Why did they do that again? Why did they do that again? Just, oh my gosh, it was so dumb. And second, like, how the fuck did Anna figure out everything so quickly? Like, just because you see these, like, ice memories from the water or whatever, like, it's just one thing in motion. And you immediately figured out that Elsa had died even before you saw um, Olaf rate dying in you know Thanos snap style um and you figure out exactly everything that happened in the history like was there a secret telepathic telepathic connection that you didn't tell us about like what like why it, it was dumb it was fucking dumb um trying to think the movie was fucking beautiful like they're they're there's only been a few animated movies I've ever seen. Where it's like, oh my god, that was amazing looking. Like, that truly knocked my socks off. Treasure Planet was one. Um, how? Okay, all three How to Train Your Dragons. Um, the first Frozen. That movie just, just, just stunned me the first time I saw that. Um, try to think. Yeah, and that, that's it, you know, and this one. This one, stunning. I mean, there were several moments where I just sat there and sat there like, you cannot convince me that this isn't a live-action shot. Like, this is live-action. There is no way that this was animated. Like, this is too good-looking. Like, oh my gosh, it was so beautifully animated. Like, oh my, yeah, no, beautiful. Um, Oh yeah, and another thing. My God, the movie felt fucking rushed. 
like it did not feel complete whatsoever. Um, a lot of the stuff didn't make sense or just didn't just felt disjointed. Like where the fuck did Sven and Kristoff go? Like seriously, like what were they doing that entire second half of the movie? What? I mean, seriously, why, why did they just disappear? Like, I don't know. Just, uh. there's a, and there's also a lot that just felt like filler, but I don't know. I'm not going to keep, keep harping on the movie. I will end on a positive, which was the ending was fucking perfect. Like, that was one of the best endings in any movie, period. Like, the ending made it worth it to me. Like, I will watch the movie again just for the ending. The ending was amazing, so I will give him credit. They totally nailed the ending. So, yeah. Um, that's everything I really want to say about that. So, let's move on to the... Ooh, why did that happen? Sorry, my screen just rotated. Um, anyway. Let's move on to the good news story to end out this episode. So, this is from Good News Network. Tesco, the UK's biggest supermarket chain, removed 1 billion pieces of plastic from across its stores in 2020. By working with its suppliers, Tesco managed to permanently remove 1 billion pieces of plastic from its UK stores in 2020. Customers at Britain's largest grocery store chain now see much less plastic when they do their shopping, including there being no more plastic shrink wrap on multi-packs of soups, corn, and other tinned items, including Heinz baked beans. Shoppers are also no longer seeing secondary lids on products like yogurts and cream. There are no small plastic bags available for packing vegetables, pastries, and loose fruit. There's no unnecessary plastic and holiday products like crackers. And no plastic covers on no label and branded greeting card com from cards from companies like Hallmark. This last move alone is already saving 44 million pieces of plastic from being used a year. Tesco's decision to remove a billion plastic pieces from its packaging is part of a larger strategy to tackle plastics through its 4 R's packaging strategy to remove where it, it where it can, reduce it where it can't, reuse more, and recycle what's left. The strategy has been has seen a business-wide program of change that assesses every price of packaging and removes all unnecessary and non-recyclable material. Tesco Quality Director Sarah Bradbury said in a statement, Our own label and branded suppliers have had a lot to contend with in 2020, so removing a billion pieces of plastic is fantastic process, progress. Or, or, blah, oh my gosh, I am not reading this article out. Our work to remove, reduce, reuse, and recycle will continue into 2021. There is no place for unnecessary or non-recyclable packaging in our business. Paula Chin, sustainable manager, oh my gosh, material specialist at the World Wildlife Fund, lauded Tesco's moves to reduce plastic pieces from the store, saying plastic pollution continues to be one of the most visible symptoms of the environmental crisis we're currently facing. Businesses, governments, and households have all gotten important parts to play, so it's encouraging to see Tesco delivering against her commitments to significantly reduce the amounts of plastic we use. Last year, Tesco met with 150, oh my gosh, sorry, 
1,500 suppliers to let him know packaging will form a key part of its decision-making process, which determines what products are sold to stores, with the retailer making it clear reserves the right to no longer stock products that use excessive packaging or hard recycled materials. The company reports that since the launch of the 4Rs strategy in August 2019, in addition to removing a billion pieces of plastic, Cisco has reduced the size of its annual packaging footprint by... uh, 3,480 tons. Tesco has also made good progress improving the recyclability of its packaging. Since it asked suppliers to use a defined list of easily recycled materials in format since 2018, it has removed over 11,000 tons. Okay, what happened to the article? I am sorry, uh, the article just disappeared. Alright, got it back. Sorry about that. Um... I actually straight up have no idea what happened there. Hey, 11,000 tons of the hardest recycled materials. That's good news indeed. Anyway, so yeah, that's the article. Um, nice to see a major corporation like that um, finally, you know, step up and do something about help with the environmental crisis. You know, that's it's good to reduce plastic use and plastic waste. It's a... It, it, one of the simpler things that we can do to help reduce the uh, environmental crisis we are facing as a species right now. Anywho, that is everything for this episode. You know, review, share, um, comment, you know, uh, like, subscribe to my podcast. Uh, if you like my content, support it on Patreon, Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. Send me an email with your comments and questions. Send me a voice message. There are links and the email address will be in the description below. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listen- listening, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Peace.